Get away from me, please, get away from me! Wow, aren't we lucky to have heard that original recording of a dog in 1529 attacking a poor older gentleman in a back alley of Norwich. A very interesting one to listen to and I sure hope that older gentleman is okay. Well, obviously he's not okay now, he's, he's dead now, but I hope he didn't die from the dog. Hello and welcome back to the final couplet with me, Theo Cowan. Now, I've got a confession to make. I've actually been away in Canada for the last three months and I've been tricking you into thinking that I've been recording these weekly, but I haven't. I recorded the last three weeks ago. So it feels like I've been on a break, but of course you've had the same fantastic content every bloody Sunday. So it's nice for me now to return to a bit of Shakespeare because out in uh, in Canada they don't even know who Shakespeare is. Um, never heard of him. No one that I spoke to had heard of Shakespeare. So they weren't interested in the podcast. But of course, uh, over here in England, he is a, a big celebrity for us. Now, another thing to say is that I hope in the coming months I will be getting some guests on the podcast which is exciting um, probably gonna have a few Hollywood stars some big names from the US and indeed closer to home England but dotted amongst those A-list celebrities I, I want to have some people on who who aren't uh, in the public eye necessarily and who don't know much about Shakespeare, his plays or his poems. And, you know, to lend those sad, pathetic people that aren't celebrities a voice. So I think the concept will be allowing these guests to read a sonnet and then we'll discuss what it means in a sort of open form conversation. Anyway, keep your eyes and ears peeled for more news about that in the future. Anyway, enough about that. Let's get on to the main act. It's Sonnet 16. That's right. If you remember, Sonnet 15 drifted away from what we've become accustomed to, the subject matter of Shakespeare telling a young man to have a child. Will Sonnet 16 return to the subject matter we know and love? Almost certainly. Let's have a listen, shall we? Sonnet 16 But wherefore do not you a mightier way make war upon this bloody tyrant? Time, and fortify yourself in your decay with means more blessed than my barren rhyme. Now stand you on the top of happy hours, 
and many maiden gardens yet unset with virtuous wish would bear your living flowers. Much liker than your painted counterfeit, so should the lines of life that life repair, which this time's pencil or my pupil pen neither in inward worth nor outward fair can make you live yourself in eyes of men. To give away yourself keeps yourself still, and you must live, drawn by your own sweet skill. Well, it appears we're back to the good old days of telling young men to have kids, eh? It does seem like this is definitely a direct continuation on from Sonnet 15, and look, I know people say that all of these sonnets are just one long poem and you shouldn't break them up. But why has Shakespeare numbered them, eh? If it's one long poem, why has he numbered them? Tell me that. Huh? You don't have an answer to that, do you? Anyway, this definitely is a continuation on from Sonnet 15. Uh, because it starts with but. And who starts a poem with but? That's absolute madness. Now, let's dive into this and try and work out what the hell it all means. It might be useful to just begin with the final couplet from Sonnet 15, which was Shakespeare basically saying, as time takes away your youth, I recreate it with my poems. If you remember that. And then... We move on to Sonnet 16, which starts with, But wherefore do not you a mightier way make war upon this bloody tyrant time? So that's saying, so I, I know I've just bigged up my sonnets and everything, but why not try and find a, a better way to fight the bloody tyrant? time, and fortify yourself in your decay with means more blessed than my barren rhyme. So this means strengthen yourself in your decay, meaning in your, in your later years, in your, as, as life goes on, make yourself stronger um, with ways that are better actually than than my stupid old sonnets eh than my my shitty little sonnets that i've been reading you now stand you on the top of happy hours and many maiden gardens yet unset so he's saying right now in life you're very happy you are sat upon some some happy times and what 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 better thing to do when you're when you're happy than have go and have sex with some women maiden gardens yet unset so he's saying loads of sort of women that have that have yet been had had sex with maybe that's a pretty horrible thing to say. But, you know, he was pretty gross, wasn't he, at times, Shakespeare? Then he continues with 
with virtuous wish would bear your living flowers much liker than your painted counterfeit. So those women that you have sex with uh, would would bear your children uh, and and by bearing your children they would create your image in a in a much better way than 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 a painting or indeed my poetry shakespeare's poetry i was reading it in the uh, first person there for a second shakespeare just just took over for a second he he entered he entered me i did become the bard for a second sorry about that it, it, when you're this connected to the text it, it can it can it can happen so should the lines of life that life repair, which this time's pencil or my pupil pen, neither in inward worth nor outward fair, can make you live yourself in eyes of men. So that's quite a long section, but I think the overall meaning is, you know, time made you how you are. But it can't preserve your inner worth or outer beauty and nor can a painting or indeed my poetry. That has to be done through having kids. Which leads us on to the final couplet. To give away yourself keeps yourself still and you must live drawn by your own sweet skill. Again, pretty similar meaning to a lot of the other final couplets we've had but it essentially means you know having a baby giving yourself away and then having a baby will preserve your image and ensure that you live on in you draw, drawn by yourself and not anyone else you drew yourself by having a baby think of having a baby as a drawing of yourself that you've done that is also animated and uh, comes alive and lives a whole life of its own. I think that's the best way to think of it. Well, it's good to have Shakespeare back to his old ways, isn't it? Is it? We really thought we were out of the woods with the uh, <laughs> with the old <sighs> with the old sonnets about having a kid. But we're not. We're not. Just when you think you're out, they, it it the it, it draw it break, draws you back in, as the famous movie quote goes. Anyway, let's see where this sonnet fits into our story. Now, if you remember last week, Shakespeare had had heard that John was uh, was was going to finally have a child with a woman. He doesn't know that that woman is his wife. But he was so happy, he actually invited John to the nag's head and he had lit all these candles and made it very romantic and he'd written a sonnet just for that occasion and the sonnet was you know this sort of love poem almost and that is what he had just read to John so that's where we left off Shakespeare finished reading sonnet 15 to John 
the candles twinkled in the darkness as the two men's eyes met. They kissed, slow at first, then more passionately. Eventually, John pulled away and said, I've dreamt of this moment, Bill. And Shakespeare said, So have I, John. So have I. And John said, Just so I got this straight, I think what you were saying in your poem is that I don't need to have a kid because actually your poems are enough to preserve me. And you have been writing all of these sonnets because you actually love me. And that's how you want these poems to be read in the future. You want these poems to be about your, your love of me. And Shakespeare said, Ah, yes, yes, that is definitely true. And I do love you. And I'm glad that I could express that through my sonnets. But... Uh, the kid stuff. I do also want you to have a kid. And John said, what do you mean? I mean, I can't have a child with you. That's not possible, is it? And Shakespeare said, no, it's not. But although I love you and it seems like you love me, I think you do also need to have a kid. So maybe a sort of surrogate situation and John said aha uh-huh, but I thought you were saying that I don't need to have a kid because of the poetry and 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 that's what you're saying your poems are actually are actually the same as having a kid pretty much and Shakespeare said ah yes see I was worried that that's how it would come across uh, which is exactly why I've written another sonnet to just sort of explain it and John said right can you not just Maybe just explain exactly to me, just straight up, because the sonnets are kind of a bit cryptic. And Shakespeare said, well, I think actually the sonnet will be very, very clear. I tried to make this one as clear as possible. And John said, well, because the the last one was pretty clear, I thought. And Shakespeare said, yes, I know. When I was writing that, it it did feel a little, a little, a little misleading, you know. And John said, right. And Shakespeare said, damn, I, I, I knew I should have just should have just done it as one poem, but it didn't really fit the form of sonnets. You know, there's certain lengths, so it sort of felt like it had to be a sort of two-part thing. Anyway, let me just read this second part to you and it'll, it'll sort of make sense, I think. And John said, Shakespeare, your sonnets are really starting to piss me off. And Shakespeare said, I know, I'm sorry, but really, can I just read this to you? Because it's going to clear things up. Please. Oh, please. And eventually, John agreed to hear the second part of the sonnet. Shakespeare 
retrieved Sonnet 16 from his back pocket and read. Sonnet 16 But isn't it probably best to find a stronger way to fight the tyrant, time, and strengthen yourself in your old age than my silly old sonnets? Now you're at your happiest, and there are loads of lovely ladies that haven't been impregnated yet that would love to have your kids. These kids would recreate your image much better than any stupid painting or poem. Time created you, but it can't preserve your inner or outer beauty, and neither can my writing. Having a baby will ensure your image lives on by your own design. Lovely stuff. Some of his finest work. I'm very intrigued to see how John takes that part two of the sonnet and what will happen with this bizarre love triangle that has been created between Shakespeare, John and Shakespeare's wife. The next few episodes will probably wrap up this current storyline, which is very exciting because I do believe we will soon be moving on to different subject matters. Hooray! Until next week, have a good one. Bye!